I want to just speak briefly about this season because we, we do honor all the traditions. And our tradition, Ernest Holmes was very much influenced by the life of this great avatar, this great teacher, uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Anyway, see, I wish everybody was that excited, you know? That'd be great. Anyway, um, oh, sweet. What was I saying? I'm not, I'm not, is that a young lady? I'm, it's a little boy. I'm not used to young boys screaming at me while I'm speaking. It's kind of like a, being a rock star, but I'll get over it. Just flashed on that. Um, but, but the Christmas story, if we look at it, we look at every uh, character in sacred text, and the Bible, of course, is sacred text, as a representative or a metaphor for who we, who we are. So we're every character in that book. And so if we look at the characters in the story of the birth of Jesus, now if you go to Mark, Mark doesn't write about it at all, but if you go to Matthew, he writes the, the Gospel of Matthew. He writes the, what we really look at as the... Um, the Christmas story with the shepherds and the star and the, the wise men. And, and Luke touches on it a bit too, but he's more about the, the swaddling babe and the manger kind of thing. And they've, we've combined them. But with, with, it all starts with an angel. You know, great stories always start with some type of, of mentor or someone that plants a seed. And so the angel Gabriel is sent to Mary. And, he, and, and so she perceives this idea that she's going to give birth to this special, this special creation, this this young son who is the son of God and as we interpret that we're all the sons and daughters of God anyway but it's an angel and angels always represent the ideas of the infinite they always represent God's ideas their higher ideas and so throughout history um, people have been influenced by those higher ideas so Mary gets this this uh, message through this higher idea that she's going to give birth to the son of God and so Joseph has been betrothed to her and so Joseph, I can only imagine Mary going up to Joseph and saying, Joseph, I, ha I have something special to tell you. <laughs> you know, we're getting married soon, probably in the spring, and I'm going to have a baby. And if you read Matthew closely, when, when Joseph finds this out, his, his response is, what are you taught? What? What? I didn't sign up for this. I'm out of here. So he privately tries to, to get out of this, this marriage. And then the higher idea comes forth for Joseph as well, what is happening here. So if we look at Mary, Mary is going to give birth to this new consciousness. She's giving birth to this, because it's all metaphor, she's giving birth to the Christ consciousness. And the Christ consciousness is that unbroken connection with this divine spirit that we're immersed in. This anthropomorphic God that is a man on a cloud, we don't support that idea. God is everywhere present and no more present than within you and I. And so they get together and they work it out. They decide they're going to take this journey to Bethlehem. And we know now historically that this probably never happened because of the time of the year that it was said that he was born, they would never travel. It just wasn't a time to travel. There were probably no shepherds on the hills in Palestine because the weather was so lousy. They weren't out there that time of year. They're still not out there that time of year. But anyway, let's not mess up a good story with facts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, we haven't in the past. Let's not start now. Anyway, so as the legend goes, and Jesus probably was born in autumn, as a matter of fact, based on scripture, because he was born six months after John the Baptist, and we know when he was born, according to what they wrote, and it was, would have been about October, that anyway. But December 25th is a very special day, if we look back over history. So they make the journey, and the, and, and, uh, but Herod's looking for him. 
Now Herod, once again, what does Herod represent? Because here's Joseph, and Joseph, he represents a part of us. Here's this Christ consciousness that wants to be born within us. And Joseph's like, I'm, I'm out of here. Forget it. This is crazy. Why would I want to do this one? When, you know, I, I, I signed up for something different. Well, when the consciousness is seeking expression and is, and is being born in us many times, it's uncomfortable. It's un, get, get comfortable being uncomfortable is one of my favorite sayings. And it's true, it's uncomfortable because it's a new idea and it's a new experience, but this was not the experience that Joseph anticipated. But in order to give birth to the consciousness, so here's this egoic part of ourselves represented by Joseph. And the other part of it is Herod, and Herod comes along. Now, he is another aspect of our ego. Herod's the consciousness that says, if I get enough stuff, if I gather enough stuff, if I get enough money, if I get enough power, I'm going to be okay. In fact, it's so important for me to gather enough stuff that I'm willing to kill another to have it to destroy another in order to have this. Another part of us that we get caught up, we see it, we just see it with what's happened on the, the financial markets, aberrant gathering. When all, it's all about getting more and more and more, and all of a sudden more and more doesn't have the value everyone thinks it has, and all of a sudden it has to come back in the balance. But it's a very interesting phenomenon. So Herod represents that consciousness. And so the Herod consciousness us and the, and the Joseph consciousness in us is reflected in these individuals because we're every character, but we're also Mary. And so they make the journey, and when they're making the journey, these three wise men come along. Does anybody know the names of the three wise men? That's one. We got one. Everybody knows Balthasar. I've gotten Balthasar three times up here. They didn't all have the same name. They had three different names. So it was Melkor, Balthasar, and Caspar. And so they all represent different aspects of self. All of this stuff is metaphor. But they, in, in fact, well, I won't go there now with you. I'll have to do it at 4 o'clock. But if you want to know the rest of the story, you have to come back. <laughs> Carrie Lynn's going to be here with me at 4 o'clock. Anyway, I, um, uh, so, but anyway, so they make the journey, and they give birth to this new consciousness. And it is in this, and it's so reflective. It's, so, it's such a perfect time of year because, as I said earlier, it's when all of a sudden the planet shifts and the, light start, the days start to become longer. It's the return of the light which is really the metaphor for what this, this amazing teacher represented. He was the son of God. He did heal. He was, he was in, in so many ways that, that representation of that, that ideal of our own humanity. And so he was not the great example, he was or the great exception. He was for us the great example. But in, in history, without Paul, Paul's whole take on it was the resurrection. Without the death and the resurrection of this Jesus of Nazareth, the whole Christian tradition... Would, would not have the foundation it has. For us, as Ernest Holmes said, I am Christian and more. And ours is a celebration of the potential and the possibility for us to carry on the good work that this teacher demonstrated for us. Did you know it's also reported that Krishna was born on December 25th, that Bacchus was born, who was a Roman god, also known as Dionysus. Uh, it was also um, the, uh, the Buddha. So there's several great avatars all attributed to this very same birth date because it is a reflection of the light shifting the days becoming longer. And if you lived 10,000 years ago, you were quite happy because the crops would grow again eventually. So it's very interesting. And I don't think it discounts the beauty and the, and this, the, the anticipation and the excitement that's in the air for us on this holiday season. It is really an opportunity for us to give the gifts of ourselves. You know, the musicians demonstrate it so beautifully because they come up and they share, their, their hearts are open and they share, and it's, it's such a beautiful prayer. And so I think it's just a, a wonderful, it is a wonderful, wonderful time of year. And, and to, to acknowledge it and celebrate it and understand it and for us to make it special within our own hearts so that what we give this, 
this season, whether it be a physical gift or, or the generous spirits that we all are capable of giving. All of it is right and perfect. And so it's wonderful to come together and I think be reminded. I've, I'm very proud of our tradition. I'm very proud of the way we approach spirituality on this planet because it is so, it's such a sane and, and, and practical. We are practical mystics. This is practical spirituality. We take it wherever we go if we choose to take it wherever we go. We don't have to convert anyone. We don't have to change the world. If we change our own consciousness and how we operate, it is huge. If we move but one mind, it is our own mind. We've done our work. And so I support you in that. I know that you support me in that as we move forward in this, this Christmas season. And so it is.